don't be surprised if we have to pause and I have to go use the restroom because I've had some indige- indigestion today. So, Well, thanks for that cold open, Holden. That's not the cold open. <laughs> you're cutting the, that out. All right. Welcome to another episode of no. the One Movie Podcast. <laughs> oh, come on, Holden. You're no fun. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. You don't have control over the edit. Oh, so. my God. What you, of all the things you are self-conscious about, indigestion, Holden? I don't know. Fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthi. Hey, folks. How's it going? I don't have indigestion. It's just Holden. Yeah. I just, I've had a lot of jalapenos, so... Yeah, not great for my stomach. Uh, Anyway, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of WandaVision Episode 8 and Minari. It's going to be explosive. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That one movie podcast. (laughs) Stomp. Hey, hold on. Too bad we didn't watch Diary of a Wimpy Kid this week. Did that, that kind of work? I don't get it. Diarrhea, Diarrhea of a Wimpy Kid. Diary of a Wimpy Kid is a quality film. I don't get why you're joking about it. I'm not joking about Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are we doing, Holden? First, Jimmy, we've got to do Tom's. Tom's, 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 Tom's. Tom's is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Tom's Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Tom's is what you take when you have heartburn. Yeah. Not when you have a tummy ache. No. <laughs> At least I, I don't know. I haven't taken Tums in a long time because I I always hated I hate the fruit flavored Tums with like a passion. I've never that, had Tums. Oh, I thought like, those were exclusively for people, old people. No, they can be <laughs> and by old people too. I mean like just anybody over you know, not that old, but just adults. <laughs> when I was a kid, I would like have the fruit flavored Tums, and I just I could not stand them. The mint ones are fine, but like. Hmm get those fruit ones away from me anyway we're not we're not giving a ringing endorsement of tums they're not going to sponsor us i guess um but first off we've got a couple of trailers to talk about uh a couple of trailers that i had honestly forgotten about until i was looking up uh some notes i had completely missed the luca trailer that was released like a couple days ago but i didn't see it until i was looking up notes for this episode anyway luca New trailer. It's the newest Pixar movie. It will be coming out this summer, 2021, on an undisclosed date, at least according to the trailer. Yeah. What'd you think, Jimmy? Well, some funny story behind this, because I saw that it the trailer came out, and like in my recommended on YouTube, it was like from Pixar, and it was like, you know, blah, blah. I didn't really look at the title that closely, and so I just clicked on it, and I thought it was the Luca trailer, and then it kept going on and on and on. I was like... Well, this is basically like a short film. Is this like a scene from the movie? It just turned out to be a Pixar short. Oh. <laughs> so, 
which was funny. I was like, oh, this looks pretty interesting. And then I'm like, wait, that's still going. This is a really long trailer. And I'm like, oh, this seems pretty self-contained. How How's the movie going to be based off this? And then it just turns out to be a, a short film. What was the f- um, short film? Uh, it was called, I don't know, it was this little kid who floats. Oh, okay. They go to the park and the dad's like, why do you float, kid? <laughs> why do you float? <laughs> And then there was then I watched another one because they came released another one. It was uh, this grandma and this why well, I mean elderly woman I guess and this kid who are like stuck in this shaft, but they are like it's like an asteroid field within this. It's so imagine the Dark Knight rises, but instead of being at the pit, this base, this pit that Bruce Wayne is in, it's like an asteroid field, and they just kind of live on one of the asteroids and they build a rocket to escape and. Okay. That one's interesting, <laughs> and it's all a meta. It's all an. <laughs> it's all a metaphor for immigration. Apparently, reading the comments, which is interesting. Um, no, they're both good. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> if you're just looking for something to watch on YouTube. Anyway, the Luca trailer. Yeah, Holden, we went that off was on a, a tangent. tangent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did the. Th- I I eventually made my way to the Luca trailer. They were all. You know, when Pixar doesn't just release videos all the time. I don't think anyway. So, I just assumed it was the luca trailer the luca trailer looks interest, fine interesting good i don't know the the art direction's unique for a pixar film yeah i like the the facial d- designs i kind of like um i i was you know watching most of the trailers just kind of like oh it's a nice a nice summer in an italian little little small town uh and it looks like they're just having a lot of fun on a sunny day and then it turns out they're also these kids are also fish people. I hate when you turn out to be fish people. Yeah. Wow. I'm like I the villagers. Ca- I want to murder the fish people. Yeah, I kinda I liked that that's that shift in the trailer when it just shows all of the, the how much the townsfolk hate fish and fish people and stuff. That was kind of funny. But um yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like an interesting concept, something that I'm sure they can wring a lot of emotion out of, like Pixar likes to do. Um, I guess one of the things I wonder, is it going to be a real romantic relationship between the boys, do you think? I don't I was just like, oh, that might be something new from Pixar that they haven't done I don't know. really yet. Um, Maybe. I don't know. It just kind of seems like a friendship, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I, I mean, Pixar, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, they've they've earned that, so I yeah. I guess I'll give it a Broca. Yeah, same. I I also went into it, and I didn't like when I first clicked on the trailer. I didn't know it was a Pixar movie. I just assumed it was like a Disney movie. Oh, but that just goes to show that Disney but and Pixar. Holden, are just kind we've of, we've talked about it on the podcast, have we? Oh, we probably talked. Do we talk about it during the the Disney drop? Uh, no, I don't think so. We knew about it long before then. We probably uh, talked about it at the same time we talked about the Parasite TV series, which was Oh, never. yeah. That's a lost episode that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> That's a Mandela effect where you and I remember two different things. Uh, anyway, we have our next trailer. Uh, it is Army of the Dead. We've talked about this one before. It is uh, Zack Snyder's new movie coming straight to Netflix on May 10th. I was looking into this and like Netflix is going all in on this thing because they've already ordered a prequel film that apparently is in development, active development already, and they're making an anime series based off of it. Well, I'll give that 
probably a bombadil. Yeah. But the trailer looks interesting. So I I saw this thing on YouTube yesterday. IGN did some like an interview with Zack Snyder with the Snyder Cut coming out. And they ta- asked him a little about this movie too. And he was talking about how it's like a zombie movie, but a heist movie into one, like rolled into yeah. one. So I'm like, that sounds really interesting. Um, yeah, apparently it's I like the brief synopsis that Wikipedia gives is like a gang of mercenaries decide to rob a Las Vegas casino <laughs> during a zombie outbreak. <laughs> uh, I mean, that sounds like a good popcorn movie. So why not? I'll give it a broca. Huh? And it's got... um. Uh, what's our guy from Guardian? What's his Dave Batista? Dave Batista. Who else is in this movie? Uh, it kind of seemed like a lot of unknowns. I'm trying to remember. I did look I at the there, cast. I thought there was one other person I recognized, but Dave Batista's in it. Army of the Dead. Holden, you give given your opinion here. Okay. Well, yeah. I just I think it looks kind of fun. Um, I'm sure it'll be like a very entertaining film like most of Zack Snyder's movies are whether it's actually like a good movie who knows we might talk about it I when I was kind of looking at our schedule that I have all drafted up for this podcast it kind of I think if we cover it kind of depends on reviews and also if anything gets delayed because we kind of have a lot of stuff in May so we might get to it we'll see. I'll probably watch it regardless, so maybe we'll just do it anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I don't remember any. I don't recognize any of these other people. I don't know where I got that impression from, but I'll give it a Brokaw Holden. Sweet. Brokaw from me. Okay, and this uh, this next bit was actually something I meant to bring up last week, but I completely forgot. There's a new South Park special coming out. Oh, my goodness. When? Did you hear about this? No, I didn't know. Yeah, they're calling it the South Park Vaccination Special. <laughs> Uh, and it's going, uh, some of the, cu- a couple of the things they've announced that it's going to cover is obviously vaccines, uh, and QAnon conspiracies. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, two thumbs up, broke yeah. out. And it's I cannot hour, wait. It's an hour long. It's coming out March 10th. So very oh soon. Oh my goodness. We'll review that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> I was, I'm also like kind of hoping because they like to cover video game stuff occasionally. I want them to cover like the PS5 and Xbox shortage stuff. I think that'd be kind of funny. We'll <laughs> oh, I'm, I would love to see, be, see Calpin, uh, ah, Cartman as a scalper. That'd be yeah. Scalper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's probably what'll happen. That'd be good. Uh, I cannot. The best part about the QAnon stuff is they won't even have to make up a lot of it. So Yeah. They'll, they'll just take it straight from online. <laughs> Um, yes, I'm very excited about that, Holden. Brokaw. Uh, big piece of news this week for Marvel uh, is we finally got our title for Spider-Man 3. Yep. Uh, and it's not what either of us guessed. Uh, it is Spider-Man No Way Home. Which what did I say it was going to be? Um, no Place Like Home. Did I say No Place Like Home? Yeah, no, that's I, that was what I said. Okay. I, yeah, what do you think of that title? Uh, uh, no Way Home? I think that works. I can't believe I didn't think of it. Uh, I did, th- I freezed. <laughs> I feel like it's such an investigator. You, you froze? I, <laughs> I said investigator, not English major, Holden. <laughs> I froze the, the screen with all the names on it to look at the whiteboard. And I did 
I think it was interesting that they had home worlds up there and it was not like crossed out as a bad idea, suggesting that this is indeed a multiverse movie and Tom Holland is probably just saying random things to try to distract (laughs) us. (laughs) Yeah, he is probably. He's trying to become an anti-spoiler giver. I also, I, I, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I do think it'd be funny though if like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in this movie and then they just do not tell Tom Holland until the day they film whatever scenes they're in (laughs) together. (laughs) Um, I I do think I think it's funny that they did play off the whole Andrew Garfield just not, and not Andrew Garfield Tom Holland just spoils everything so they're mm-hmm. just like they, we're not gonna tell you the name of the movie Tom because <laughs> you're just gonna <laughs> spoil it. Um, well, and uh, that video, that little teaser video thing was released, but then and like the day or two before it, I think all three Tom Holland's and Daya and whoever plays Ned. I think all three of them posted on their Instagrams like different titles. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of funny. So uh, I, they're starting to run out of home names, though. They they backed themselves in the co- into a corner here, yeah. just like the Arkham games did. They're like, uh, crap, we have to have an Arkham name in it. Arkham Knight, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kind of stupid, but uh, we'll go with that. <laughs> Turns out it was pretty stupid. Uh, I like that game. I still think it's a good game. Um, yeah, I'll give it a... I, I, you know, I think it's a pretty good name. I, I can't believe I didn't think of it beforehand. I saw a lot of people wanted Spider-Man Homeless. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give it yeah, a no, bro I think it's call. fitting with how this story will probably go. Um, and then kind of adding on to the Spider-Man news, um, Tom Holland in an interview said that apparently after this next film, his contract with Marvel does end, but he wa- he's like, I mean, I want to keep making these movies as long as Marvel wants to make them. So like, just sign me back on. <laughs> it would be cool to see Spider-Man grow up with Tom Holland. I mean, yeah, like, especially like, um, I mean, with Spider-Man on PS4, how successful that was with an older Spider-Man and and th- that unique perspective that it brought, it would be cool to see that in in a film, um, and just see like <laughs> see Tom Holland grow up and Spider-Man grow up with him. I think that'd be cool. I think they should keep making them because I like Spider-Man and Tom Holland's the best one. Change yeah. my mind. <laughs> He, I, I mean, more so than most other MCU actors, he seems to, like, genuinely just, like, love doing it. I mean, like, I think all the MCU actors love it to an extent, but they're, they're also like, well, we want to do other things. But Tom Holland's like, no, nah, I can just keep doing this. <laughs> I mean, he is Spider-Man. Like, he yeah. is. He just <laughs> is him. And, like, who wouldn't? It. I mean, it seems like he would be a very per- easy person to work with mm-hmm. an enjoyable person to work with. So I hope they keep going, Holden. What's next? Yeah, me too. Um, next up, uh, there, it was announced within the last couple days that, uh, there's a new Superman reboot in the works officially. So this would mean that, uh, Henry Cavill is out as Superman. Um, it is a new movie that will be produced by JJ Abrams. What a surprise. He's just producing everything these days. Uh, and it's going to be written by, uh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. I think something that's his name. Uh, but he's an author. He hasn't really done much screenwriting, but he seems to have been a pretty successful author. Uh, and supposedly, uh, they're looking to cast a black actor. Uh, they don't. They haven't listed any um, any names yet. But that's the uh, what what we're getting, Jimmy. Well, I'm sh- 
and I'm sure the internet's freaking out and all yeah. that. <laughs> uh, Superman, I have never cared about Superman. So, I mean, I guess Bergeron, I could, I, I'm waiting for a story, man, or story, a Superman story that uh, compels me at all. I just don't think he's a very interesting character. Uh, but best of luck to them. I would love to be proven wrong, but I, I could care less that another yeah. Superman movie's being made personally. Yeah, I kind of agree. And when we get to what are you doing, I did watch Man of Steel this week, so I have some Oof. I have some opinions. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, and I'll I'll give it a Bergeron. I think I don't really care about Superman, but if they're trying new things, that's cool, I guess, because Superman's kind of boring. <laughs> I I don't know. I'd almost rather see them just make the rest of Zack Snyder's movies, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, just to yeah. see what they what they are. Well, oh, especially re- especially considering that just the Justice League movie ends with the cliffhanger. Apparently, yeah, that's I was yeah I was I didn't write that down, but that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, apparently it ends on a cliffhanger, and then WB's like, yeah, we're not gonna make the second Justice League movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, they're supposed to, he was saying there's supposed to be two more. Um, oh I'd gosh. rather just see those than them just reboot it all. See those yeah. and then have DC continue to make their own little pocket movies like Joker yeah. and like the Robert Pattinson Batman and and the Flash movie that will never be made and uh, <laughs> all those. <laughs> yeah, I don't I I don't understand why they don't, they don't just do that. I mean, also I guess they would make a billion dollars. <laughs> 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 like, why would you not do that? I don't know. The first Justice League movie kind of flopped. Well, that's because, but I mean, the, that's because the people were not behind it and nobody cared about it. But the, I feel like the hype is there. Yeah. Especially well, if the, the Snyder maybe Cut is like direction good. when this comes out and is successful. I mean, Wonder Woman keeps making a lot of money. I mean, Wonder Woman 84 would have done a lot better without, you know, the COVID yeah. and all that. But yeah. I, I think that money-wise, they would make a lot of money. Uh, next up, uh, it was announced this week that apparently Neil Blomkamp is uh, coming back to write and direct a sequel to District 9. Guess what it's called? District 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's returning alongside his co-screenwriter for District 9, uh, Terry Tatchell. Uh, and they're, they'll both be writing it. Uh, and apparently uh, the star of District 9, Charlotte Copley, will be back to star in this one as well. Have you seen District 9, Jimmy? I haven't. I need to. It's uh, I've heard it's very good. Yeah. I, I just watched it, I think, last year at some point, And I really did like it a lot. Um, I Yeah, Neil Blomkamp, he's he's very creative in what he does. Um he was he was the one that was like going to make Alien Five, like the sequel that was going to continue with Ripley's story that people were kind of excited for, and then it didn't happen and for unknown reasons. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested. District Nine was a, was a unique story. I'd be interested to see more of that world. Uh, sure, I'll give it to Brokaw. Why not? Brokaw. Uh, it was announced this week that Paramount is going to be adding their movies, uh, their like blockbuster in theater movies, to Paramount Plus 45 days after release, which isn't really that quick. <laughs> no, I... I think it like I think it was kind of one of those PR moves where we're like, all right, let's make it look kind of cool, but in reality, 45 days is a month and a half <laughs> after they're initially released, which isn't like a, a ton sooner than it probably would have normally been 
added. But anyway, uh, these movies that are included, the biggest ones are No Time to Die, Quiet Place Part 2, and Mission Impossible 7. It was also announced uh, that the as a couple movies are going to be debuting as Paramount Plus exclusives. These are Paranormal Activity 7, which I know oh. Jimmy wants to see, and the, <laughs> and the Pet Cemetery prequel. <laughs> 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 oh man what how do you have a prequel to that movie? i mean is it just the people who lived there before i guess it's just the same movie except they're in like like 80s gear <laughs> i don't know is it like that what's like what are those creatures called what's the creature in it that's kind know. of I don't mean the foresty creed. I don't know. A Wendigo? Wendigo. Yeah, I was going to say Winnebago. I'm like, that's not right. The Wendigo. <laughs> is it just a Wendigo thing? I don't know. That movie was bad. <laughs> I I will give this news a Bergeron. I think the Pet Cemetery episode remains one of my favorite episodes we've done. Because <laughs> I remember just tearing into it. And we were having a lot of fun making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even... I don't remember a lot of the stuff from that movie, but I just remember pulling that apart so easily and being like relatively excited for it when the trailer came out and then (laughs) being just so disappointed. That movie also, it, it did like the wonder woman 84 thing where when it was like first released, it had like a 90 on rotten tomatoes and then it just plummeted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I who gave that movie a good review is what I want to know. That was one of our early episodes too. Yeah, that was our go, first year. Go give it a listen if you haven't. If you haven't, <laughs> it was it was fun tearing into that thing. Um, but yeah, I said Bergeron. I'm sticking to it, Holden. Bergeron, same. Uh, the last bit of movie news I have is that uh, is from DC. Uh, there's a new movie uh, based on the Blue Beetle superhero in the works. Uh, Blue Beetle's a superhero that has had a lot of iterations over the years. Apparently, this one will be based off of the Jamie Ray's uh, version, uh, who I think is the most recent one. And she's basically a super, uh, someone who finds and wears a suit of like alien battle armor that resembles some sort of Blue Beetle. It's going to be directed by Angel uh, Manuel Soto. I didn't really recognize his, or I didn't, I forgot to look into his prior, his his prior filmography, but. Uh, but apparently this is uh, it's like people are talking about it because it's going to be the first Latino uh, superhero for DC. So, yeah. Right. Blue Beetle's kind of a... I, I, I mean, I guess I know the old version where it's just kind of like a fat guy who builds like this suit. He's kind of a comic relief hero. But I think the new version is a lot more... Uh, is taken a lot more seriously. It's kind of... I mean, dark I and gritty, Holden. Yeah. Um... I Bergeron, I guess. I, I have no idea who this character is. I've never That's heard of okay. him. Bergeron. Same for me. Uh and then I just wanted to cover a little bit for Tog Game. Tog. <laughs> um cover the uh a few like direct videos we had uh, over the last couple weeks. We had a Nintendo Direct, we had a Sony State of Play, and we had a Pokemon direct thing like earlier this week. Now, the only one Jimmy's going to care about is the Sony one, so we can talk about that one first. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting anything from it. I know a lot of people were disappointed, but I was, I was, for those things, I usually just expect nothing, and then if something actually happens, like, oh, that's oh, good, that's a pleasant surprise. Um, but, I mean, I feel like they should have just waited until they had something bigger to show to do it. Yeah. Because, I, yeah, I don't know. 
Unless Final Fantasy is coming to PS5, kind of optimized, and there's an yeah. expansion. Hey, it's going to be free on PS Plus. Did you see that? Yeah, but the, not the PS5 version or whatever. You can't upgrade. You can't upgrade that one? You can't upgrade the one you get from PS Plus. That's a big fiasco thing, too. Oh, I didn't see that. Just the PS4 version. Yeah, that was like that Final Fantasy thing I thought was like the only hugely notable thing from it, that state of play. And I just like, I felt that all of the information in that was kind of underwhelming. Also, it almost the, like, also, what a terrible trailer that just goes yeah. on for like six minutes and just tells you <laughs> everything. And I'm like, oh, this is reminds me why I haven't played this game yet. Because I just also, don't like this style of storytelling. It also 100% it gives me the impression that it's going to be like a two hour long thing. <laughs> it's not going to be very long. Um, they, call it, they call it like an episode. I'm like, okay. I I spent a lot of time figuring out is this the sequel like is this this because I don't no. know fine I was like and I was like it's called Final Fantasy Final Fantasy VII Integrate and I'm like or remake Integrate I'm like is this the sequel is this the big thing like no I'm like oh no it's just the PS5 version of the game which is just kind of a frame rate boost and there was like ps4 versus ps5 and i'm like i cannot tell the difference other than the <laughs> I, frame rate. i thought there were some parts where the ps4 version looked better in that comparison it was just such a bad comparison too because they like kind of wiped it but there was a lot of stuff moving so you couldn't mm-hmm. really notice the difference and it's also over a stream so it's like <laughs> i don't know it was yeah. That part was underwhelming i mean i i thought uh, that is it kina and something yeah, the, the Kina the, game look, looks cool. It does, and I thought that Sifu game it looked interesting. The like Japanese fighting game, it kind of looked like. Yeah. Um, I said it just looked like Yakuza, but less interesting. <laughs> 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 looked very similar gameplay wise, but less less uh, personality. That one. What's the one where you wake up all the t- you you're like in the space and you it's like Returnal. Is that what it was? Or is that, that wasn't. Was that there? The one where you wake up in space and you got to start over every time. Yeah, return. Was that at the yeah state of play? They showed it. Oh, I thought that was like uh, I'm I, I if I was interested at all in that game, I'm not now. I didn't think the gameplay looked that interesting personally. No, I might have. I actually might have. Was that at the beginning? I think so. I mean, I it was towards the beginning anyway. I don't remember okay. what they. I, I, I might have missed it. And I, then they showed. I, think I joined a couple minutes late. Then they showed uh, Death Loop again. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for Death Loop, but I'll, like, I don't need to see any more of that game to be. You yeah. Know, like, you're not showing you anything new at this point. It's just kind of the same stuff over and over. Um, just come out already. But yeah, I mean, I. You know, I would just like to buy one. <laughs> just <laughs> me let me. Too. I would just like to buy a PlayStation Five, Sony. That's all I ever wanted, and I apparently it might not even be available this year, really. So great. <laughs> That's the, fine. Uh, the Sony state of play to me seemed just like a, a knee jerk PR move to answer the fact that there is a Nintendo Direct the week before, and I wasn't even going to talk about the Nintendo Direct, but I figured if I brought up the Sony state of play, I might as well. Um, the Nintendo Direct from the week before was also a disappointment. There was like nothing good, er, er, nothing that interesting to people like me. I I'm not a huge like RPG or like JRPG guy, and that's the majority of what they showed off at that. Uh, some people were excited that they announced uh, Splatoon three, 
I've never really played Splatoon, but that was really like the only big first party uh, Nintendo game that was announced at that uh, Nintendo Direct. So for me, both of those were disappointments. Uh, but the one that wasn't a disappointment was uh, actually the Pokemon Direct. Oh, Jimmy, what? I was just saying I, I didn't have any expectations. So I wasn't disappointed, Holden. Oh, okay. Sorry, we're lagging out. Like, I don't know if it's me or Jimmy's internet. It's but definitely it, your internet. <laughs> it's not my internet. Is it? I, I never okay. have any problems with my internet. That's probably true. Uh, that's probably because I someone is downstairs on a Zoom call, I know. so. Uh, but anyway, the Pokemon Direct is uh, was something else that I, <laughs> I actually really, really liked. Because even though I'm not a huge like Pokemon player anymore, they did announce remakes of Diamond and Pearl, which are the games that I grew up playing when I first started playing Pokemon. So that might make me buy a Switch. They come out later this year. Uh, I would love to play HD remakes of those games. And they announced like a weird new open world. Like It looked almost like Breath of the Wild, but with Pokemon. And it was uh, called Pokemon Legends Arceus. And it just looked very cool and interesting, and we don't know much about it. But I was more blown away by that, like those two game announcements, than both of the other big, uh, big studio direct state of play things. So why did yeah. they not just include that in the Nintendo stuff? I well, because like this is Pokemon's twenty fifth anniversary. I think they just wanted to do something on its own. I don't know. I, if they'd included that in the Nintendo one, it would have been endlessly better. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm silly. I st- I mean, I've seen the new Pokemon games. I played Pokemon back in the day. I do not think there's enough there for me to be like, oh, I need to play a new Pokemon game. That's fair. Also, they look so much easier now. They, look they like are. There's, it looks like there's absolutely no grind to it. And also, I'm like, <laughs> how much do I actually want to grind in a Pokemon game anymore? Yeah, the grind was part of the part of the fun and also part of the terrible part. <laughs> it mm-hmm. was both fun and not. All right. Okay. I've, That's pretty. Yeah. What? I was just gonna say I've made it through Diglett's Cave enough times in my <laughs> life that I'll, I'm good. <laughs> All right. That's it for news this week. Let's get on to our review of WandaVision Episode 8. Hold on, I got actually quite a few things I want to talk about with this WandaVision episode here. I mean, it's the penultimate episode, if you will. Um, I just have a bunch of things i want to get to or i i thought this was a good episode i mean pretty exposition heavy there's some stuff yeah. that i'm like i d- 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 this is one of those stones which stone is it i'll just find out later um <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure the only stone that is in this entire series is the mind one okay is that the one that uh, vision has in his head is the mind yeah. stone okay yeah the one that vision has in his head is also the one in loki's scepter Okay, I really just need to rewatch the first couple of Avengers movies, but I all don't want to at the same time. Um, <laughs> uh, this is—I'll uh, start with something that's just kind of less relevant and maybe build up to relevancy. Olden the rabbit. Do you think the rabbit has any significance? Because I'm watching know. this, I'm like, <laughs> the rabbit. It yeah, I'm like it eats the bird, not bird thing, whatever it was, bug or. 
I think Mike, it, I think she had turned it back into a bug and then he, and the uh, bunny ate it. Yeah, they don't do that. Um, <laughs> she can she keeps talking. This is Agatha Harkness. Uh, she keeps talking to the rabbit and like I don't know. And she keeps referring that she has this like husband or whatever that you never yeah. see. Yeah, no, I definitely think it's the husband. <laughs> but she also could be making up the husband. Yeah, it could be. Some people or like, could, or it could just be the the. I mean, the rabbit is just a rabbit named whatever the husband is named. I can't remember the husband's name. She's like, oh. Ralph. I think it's Ralph. Ralph. And if you spell Ralph backwards, it's Mephisto. I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I I do not want another villain introduction in the last no, episode. I, I think that would be so messy. I do not think they'll introduce Mephisto. I think everyone that's like, like everyone's like, oh my gosh, did you see Mephisto was like in one frame of that last episode? There was like just a random guy, but he was Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, first, pretty sure no. First I, off, I, I have no idea who Mephisto even is. I would Mephisto's not have known that. Like, Mephisto is literally like the devil in the Marvel universe. They would not like put that just in the, <laughs> the last episode of, of WandaVision. Um, and so, and like for like casual fans like me, they don't even know who that is. I mean, I guess they'd put like Thanos and stuff in the post credits of movies. And back when I was like, who the heck is that supposed to be? So, I mean, I guess it's not completely, uh, completely unprecedented, but I just wanted to, the rabbit is, is it going to turn into somebody, something? I kind of just hope it's just a rabbit. What do you think? Yeah, Holden? I just want a rabbit named Ralph. Ralph, <laughs> Ralph the rabbit. Um, I did, I did really like that line that Vision says when Wanda's mourning the loss of Pietro. Uh, when he's like, "What is grief if not love persevering?" I was like, "Yeah, oh, that's very poetic." <laughs> and when Paul Bettany says it, it just sounds sounds interesting. It's because he's British. It is. He's also a very, very fancy person you ever just listen to his interviews and stuff you're just like hmm he seems like a sophisticated gentleman i uh overall i i think this episode some people are disappointed in it because it is very much like calm before the storm it is like i mean after you have that reveal last episode of agatha harkness it's like oh my gosh are they gonna fight or something no this is more just very much focused on wanda's emotion and character building and seeing how she got to the point she's at which, which I, I thought was good we i, I mean we too. needed that at some point anyway and i think having it more fleshed out instead of just randomly thrown at us was a lot better yeah um what did you think of the agatha scene at the beginning where they're shooting blue lasers at her <laughs> i i i mean i'm not like a huge fan of it but like maybe in context of what'll happen next episode it'll make more sense because right now it just kind of seems like why was that there (laughs) it just feels okay first off i'm confused because it's just like salem witch trials but they're all witches and i'm like wait what (laughs) i think it's just a witch is it witch trialception where it's the witches are having their own witch trial while they're also (laughs) being hunted by the townspeople of salem that could be. I was also just. I also just took it as, oh well, there were in this universe there were actually witches in Salem. Yeah, but also like they're all witches though. 
Um, and yeah, I don't know. They're mad at Agatha because she has this power, but we don't really know why they're mad at her. And then they just like, well, I guess we're going to kill you. They say but, it's dark magic. And she's like, I can be good. And they're like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> they just shoot blue lasers at her. I'm like, well, why do they, why don't they think she deserves a second chance? And why yeah, is I, her lasers, why are her lasers purple? <laughs> yeah, I definitely think like, I mean, maybe this episode should have just been longer and have like more Agatha stuff at the beginning. Cause like. I mean, now we know, like, you know, Agatha's been around all this time, but that's still, like, all we know about her. We don't know, like, why is she bad? Like, why is... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay, I, we can, since we're on the Agatha train right now, I have a couple other questions about her. Like, so we talked about maybe, like, why is she evil? My, my question is, like, what does she want? I mean, she wants Wanda's powers. That's been mm-hmm. established why like what like what does she need them for you know like what's her what's what what to like if they're an ends to the meat or a means to an end what is the end goal like just be a powerful witch (laughs) yeah which is not a very compelling uh not a very compelling motive i guess for me there's there's a lot that like i want answered and done but we only have one episode left it's like it's kind of, I mean, I'm not going to compare this to Game of Thrones, but I kind of am. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, this is a good comparison, Olden. Because, like, Game of Thrones, like, uh, we had, like, if you go back and listen to our Game of Thrones episodes, every single time we're like, how are they going to wrap all this? Like, we're like, okay, they didn't really do anything the first episode of the last season, so now they have even less time to wrap everything up. And it just kind of kept doing that as as the season went on. Um, and then it just didn't really wrap up. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think this will do a lot better. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some that won't be resolved because it'll be like, oh, this will be resolved in another movie or something. It'll be like more of a plot point that's set up for a later thing. But like there's still a lot that needs to be done that it seems like unless they make this one like a double length episode. Like I almost think it has to be. I mean, it, yeah. I would be stunned if this was not at least a 50 minute episode. Yeah, I would hope um, so. But I mean it it does feel like they're setting it up for a lot and of course there's like oh there's like oh maybe there's a secret episode or whatever that rumor I doubt it but um, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh so I guess there's that um do you think okay a couple questions. One, will Agatha survive? And two, uh what do you do you think she might be a good per, good guy? at the end of this episode oh um i could hmm i don't think she'll survive because to me i don't think like i mean she's not the most interesting part of this series and i've never like i don't feel like she really has much staying power after unless they like this last episode they completely just changed my mind on that i because i was like you know i'm like thinking about it and i had a theory like early on in the first few episodes, I was like, well, what if they're all setting up Wanda to become like this big villain or something like this tragic villain, which I think would be really cool. And honestly, I'm like kind of almost back on that train, except I don't think it'll happen right after the series. I think the series is almost like it's giving her a lot of backstory, a lot of motivation and everything. And then we're going to see her in Doctor Strange and everything, and she'll probably be good in that. But I could see her like 
remaining in the MCU, and this is all just kind of like boiling under the surface until something just breaks. Yeah, I mean, I think if she's going to go bad, it's going to happen in this episode, not in a future movie. Uh, no, I don't be. see I don't see that happening personally. Um but I think it's really hard. I think if Agatha is remains a villain, she will die. But if she becomes like a hero, she'll survive. I mean, I think she'd be a fun like little side character to have. Mm-hmm. just as a supporting cast member of like the Avengers or something. Cause she doesn't seem like you don't like she's apparently evil, but you don't really get it. Like, why is she evil? Yeah. She and does, I mean, like, doesn't seem like she really wants to be evil necessarily. Well, in, in that flashback, it's like they're, they're saying she's evil and she does kill them, but it might almost be on accident that she kills them. Like it's not entirely clear. No, it didn't really look super intentional. Um. Yeah, uh, and I yeah, I guess I have just more questions about her from this episode. But I I would kind of like to see her become a, a good a good guy, personally. Yeah. Uh, Scarlet Witch gets her power from the Mind Stone. Is that something we knew beforehand, or yeah, no, or whatever? Yeah, because um, when they first find uh Wanda and Pietro in Age of Ultron, they're like raiding a hydra facility where they're keeping the the scepter there i think they're there to get the scepter the avengers are there to get the scepter and then they just happen to find wanda and pietro were like captured there that like quicksilver's suit from that movie looks terrible (laughs) every time i see footage of it i'm like how did that make its way into um, the mcu i thought that that looks like an early 2000s kind of thing um (laughs) Olden, White Vision. Get into the mid-credits here. Oh, yeah. We got White Vision. Is it just Ultron? I mean... <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I was I was talking with uh, Teague, frequent listener of the podcast, Teague, and he was talking about, like, wouldn't it just be funny if he just had James Spader's voice because <laughs> he voiced Ultron? It's just James Spader again. But uh, I, I mean... Yeah, he just seemed. I mean, I I'm guessing it's going to be Vision with all the powers and none of the soul. Yeah, which apparently the White Vision in the comics is. So I was, I heard. Yeah. Um. So, sounds like that, and that's why I'm thinking maybe Agatha becomes good because then you have like the the ultimate villain and with with uh, White Vision also. <laughs> I love the theory that Paul Bettany's cameo that he's been teasing is just himself as yeah. the White Vision. <laughs> I I honestly hope that's true. I think that would be so funny. That all these really people funny. getting so worked up about it. All these theory videos. He's like, oh, someone I've wanted to work with my whole life, and that's just himself. <laughs> we we have great chemistry. <laughs> oh, I think that's so funny. Needs, I really I, want that to be true. After this last episode, he needs to come out and confirm that because that would be really funny. Um, um, <laughs> uh, we we hadn't talked about how this the name Scarlet Witch is in it now. <laughs> yes. Um, the, and like kind of I think we did we say that on the podcast? I think we talked about like they're going to call her that by the end of the series, right? <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know. I, I'm I'll be interested to see more about the history behind that name within the universe. I thought it was kind of silly when the name dropped it. 
Yeah, but I expected it to. I'm like, you can't name drop it without it being silly at this point. So that's true. It wasn't as bad as, oh, you're alone, Han Solo. <laughs> that's true. It wasn't as bad as that. But nothing, no movie line could ever be as bad as that. <laughs> Even if you're going um, to the Tosh power station to get some power converters or whatever that line is from Star Wars. I uh, I did I liked the reveal that Hayward had just lied about Wanda stealing the body. Yeah. I thought that was it, good. I thought that helped redeem her character a little bit more too in our eyes. Yeah, I, I did think that was all very impactful of her going to the shield headquarters that whole scene her leaving and standing in that where the the foundation of apparently where she was going to live with vision Mm -hmm. um so i thought that was very like an emotional scene i thought that that hit for me so that was seeing the little note vision left on that deed kind of (laughs) hit yeah um so i thought that emotional impact was great i think i like the the track the trajectory that wanda did this kind of all on her own agatha's like oh that's interesting i better figure this out i guess the one question i have is agatha she how does she well she's just in the proximity of uh um what's the west what, westview was she just in in westview when this happened or did she kind of sense this anomaly and Oh, well, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised, especially if she's still living up in the in the northeastern part of the states, like where Salem is. I wouldn't be surprised if she just sensed it from a little ways away or something and came. Um. Also, what has Agatha been doing the last three hundred years? Yeah. <laughs> I you know I we keep going back to Agatha, but I would almost like Agatha to just be this villain who's just way in over her head, <laughs> like. Because she's like, she came thinking, oh, it's this like other witch who somehow knows these tricks or whatever. But instead, she accidentally is just like pissing off this all powerful like <laughs> witch being. And she's just like, oh, crap. <laughs> um, And then there's also the reveal that vision is the vision in Westview is not actually using the body of vision. Yeah. Which is interesting. I'm not so since vision was made with the mind stone can she like recreate him since she was exposed to it or something that's my guess I mean I'm guessing the vision within Westview doesn't have all of the mind stone powers since that is an infinity stone but like I'm guessing that she can just like recreate his functions and everything uh, and at least his basic powers because of her connection to the mind stone but she can't create something from nothing and when yeah. he's leaving the the hex, he starts to like disintegrate into yes. what he is. So he's like reliant. State. He's like reliant on her magic but her power. What is she making him from then? Is she literally taking the mind stone elements out of herself? Or I don't. I'm still confused about that. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It could be that that vision is like doesn't even like have a fully physical form or something. I don't know. Um, direct is it Hayward? What's the yeah. guy's name? He okay. Well, at first I was like, oh, good, they're humanizing him. When he's like, look, Vision, we know you love him, but he's basically a nuke. 
Yeah. And wouldn't, isn't it more ethical that we kind of disassemble him so nobody can possess such a powerful weapon? And I'm like, oh, good. They gave this guy a reasonable excuse for his behavior for a lot of these things. And apparently that's just a blatant misdirection lie that he just tells <laughs> Wanda because at, in the mid-credits scene, he's like, oh, finally we can use this nuke. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. He's just a cartoon villain. Okay, so my Skype call just got canceled. I'm sure Jimmy will cut this part out, but if he doesn't, that's what's happening. <laughs> I just got tired of talking to you, Jimmy. So, oh, yeah. Hold him cut out again. I was just saying, now oh, he's a cartoon. Like he said, let's disassemble this because it's like a nuke. And then at the end, in the mid credit scene, he's like, "Oh, great! We can finally use this nuke that I've wanted to use this whole time." Yeah. I'm like, oh, so he's a cartoon villain. Perfect. I mean, it's just dumb. Like nobody's actually <laughs> like, it's just it's a character's not interesting if they're like that. I'm sorry. So yeah, I agree. Just very generic government bad guy. Who's <laughs> just mean for no reason. Just a jerk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. That's too bad. I was hoping that he was actually going to have, you know, any sort of redeemable qualities, but he just doesn't. He's just evil. So. <laughs> uh, I guess the the last thing I have on my list. Well, I don't know. I guess I think I skipped one of these. A couple of things. Kids. Are they real? Yeah, um, she can't make something from nothing. I mean, they. I feel like they're real, but I don't know. But, like, if they're real, then how were they made? Yeah. Like, I don't. Well, hold on. You see, when a man loves a woman, yeah, okay, and a woman Jimmy. Loves I get a man. how they're, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I'm guessing they're not real. You're guessing they're not real, so they're gonna poof. Probably, like I don't, hmm, I don't know. It would seem weird to me that like if Wanda's gonna continue being this part of the MCU, that she just has these kids who will like. <laughs> tag along or whatever i feel like they're just i feel like they're gonna poof um she'll be real sad at the end of the next episode but that's what's gonna happen okay okay so the kids i don't know i have no idea what's gonna happen with the kids i don't know how to feel about the kids because part of the time i'm like are they are they just gonna poof or (laughs) (laughs) um or and the other time i'm like oh maybe i should care about them uh Last couple things. Hold on. I just thought of this. You know, could we see Thanos? I mean, (laughs) parallel multi, you know, she just is like, hey, you killed him. I'm going to kill you. Maybe she just goes unhinged. I don't know. That could be a good cameo. No. I I haven't heard anybody say it, so I'll just throw it out there just in case. You know, if it's wrong, I'll be like, oh, I didn't actually mean it. But if it's right, I'll be like, see, I'm the Jimmy is putting money on the line here that Thanos is going to be in the last episode of WandaVision. Yes. So, uh. Yes. Um, final question, Holden. Uh, you think this is going to be a happy ending? Sad ending? I think it'll be like w- Wonder Woman 1984, except better. <laughs> That's what I said all along, Holden. Yeah. I said that from like episode three, where it was like, uh, she's going to have to let go. She's going to have to renounce her wish. Yeah. I and think she'll be sad. I think it'll be bittersweet. I think we'll get some good closure for Vision, because I doubt he'll be in it anymore. Uh, in the MCU anymore. I bet this will be the end of him. 
But yeah, I bet it'll just be some good closure and everything. And then uh, in the post-credit scene that takes place during the winter, she's gonna look over and it's just gonna be a box, like a pile of metal scraps, and she's gonna be like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wonder Wonder Woman eighty four, she's like hitting on the guy who was. Um, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Christmas <laughs> part, the Hallmark movie bit. <laughs> um, just talking to a bucket of metal. Oh, we didn't even talk about Pietro. Pietro apparently he's not real but maybe I don't well he was like a spy but I he seems like too much of his own character though to just be a complete he he gives me the okay Marvel is deliberately keeping what he is like a secret because they want us to keep thinking like oh maybe it is the Quicksilver from the X-Men universe maybe but like I don't know (laughs) I feel I I like the the theory that his appearance in the post credit scene of the last episode is like while well, you're supposed to think that he's gonna like attack Monica or whatever that he's actually like there to help or something. But then how does that work? Because she apparently Agatha Harkness was like, oh, she's he's just a puppet for me. So yeah. if he's just a puppet for her, then it would make sense that he's fighting against. The, I mean, if I had to predict how the last episode's gonna play out, I would say. I would if I would say maybe like Wanda and uh, Agatha face off, and then um, Monica Rambo and Quicksilver kind of face off. Maybe it's like a two v two, and then then White Vision comes in. They're like, oh crap, <laughs> and then they might all they might four v one him. Yeah, it'll be uh, or five v one him. Batman v Superman situation. Five v one him because regular Vision will come along. Where's regular yeah. Vision? Have we seen him since he just floated away? Nope. And then, uh, of course, Darcy's Doctor Darcy's going to be in there, and, and he's, all that. So. Yeah, she's in traffic still. And and <laughs> and Jimmy Chu, Jimmy Wu, Jimmy Wu. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's about all I have on this episode. Yeah, we talked about it for a while. So we long. talked about it for about as long as the episode is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that doesn't wait. That doesn't make any sense, Holden. Oh, as long as the a- the actual episode. No, that yeah, was like a forty-minute yeah. episode. We did not yeah. talk about this for forty minutes, Holden. Good. Fine. I can't wait to edit that all because your internet is poopy. Yeah, I can't wait for it either. I can't wait for your indigestion to kick in. We're we're good so far. On to Minari. So Minari, um, I was just telling uh, Jimmy before the podcast that I went and saw this in our big theater in Sioux Falls, and I was I was in there, and it was only four people in the entire theater. It was me, this other dude, a couple rows behind me, and then this old couple. And the old couple spent the entire like twenty minutes of trailers before the movie, just complaining about how there are too many trailers in movies. <laughs> And then it got to the bit where they like where Cinemark, the the movie company in our in, in Sioux Falls, where they kind of are like talking about their facilities. And then the old dudes like this is the fr- like it's so weird that they have trailers for their own facilities before a movie. 
It's just um, kind of funny. Speaking of trailers, do not watch the trailer for this movie because there's a massive spoiler in it. Oh, uh, I, I didn't watch it. Uh, yeah, I did. And I was like, well, I wish I didn't knew that before this movie. <laughs> um, so do not watch it uh, if you have not, because I think this is a movie that you should see. Um, yeah. I think it's very good. Uh, it was and really good. We'll get into that right now with non-spoilers. And uh, so do not, again, do not watch the trailer for this movie. It will be spoiled. If you want to just get a little taste for it, they, they, the first um, like four minutes or so, A20 ha- A24 has put up on YouTube. So if you just want to watch the first four minutes, I, I don't think it gives you... The, the movie's really funny. There's nothing really funny that happens in the first four minutes. So I guess... Uh, and there's a lot of subtitles in that, but if you just kind of get want to get a sense for the cinematic style and the music and and that sort of stuff, uh, you can check that out instead of the trailer. Sure. Yeah. Uh, synopsis. Do you want to give a synopsis, Jimmy? Yeah. So basically, you have a uh, Korean family that is f- uh, the couple. The parents uh, originally are from Korea, but they moved to California, where they kind of sorted chickens chicks based on male or female for sexing chicks sexing chicks is the technical term apparently um and that is not a very fun job to have and the father of the family of four two children a boy and a girl uh has this dream of owning this farm so they moved the family to arkansas to kind of this you know the the bible belt in the 1980s and by this plot of land that has kind of been like notorious for being hard to grow on but the, the father thinks he's he's got uh, he's got an edge on other people he knows what to do he's savvy and he's going to figure it out and uh it's kind of this journey the mom is not too excited about it not too thrilled nope and that is kind of the setup for this experience this uh how long is this movie but two hours like an hour oh yeah two hours just hours just under two hours something like that um but yeah i mean that's the setup for this movie and it and it plays out from there this this family's experience on this farm in arkansas um i really liked how this like there's how this movie is there's things about race in this movie but this is not a movie like about race no i I appreciated that because i think it could have easily turned into that yeah, I mean, it it does, like, mention some race things and, like, kind of... I, I think a lot of the race stuff comes in with, like, the illusion, like, how, how maybe uh, people of diff- from different countries, like, perceive the American dream and stuff like that. But, I mean, in terms of, like, exploring racism and stuff like that, that's not really this movie's goal, and it doesn't... And so I think it was kind of... Uh, yeah it was it it was i mean it was more like southern people are are you know like oh this is a person from another culture i want to like know more about you and then just kind of being very condescending or 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 a bad way of ignorant way of going about that instead of like oh i hate you and i don't want to include you in my community and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and i saw a lot of people asian americans online who are like very um like they're like oh it's nice to have something where are you know where we're where we're uh represented without it just being wholly about race so yeah i thought that was cool and uh, this movie like i said before really funny i thought i 
this is one of the funniest movies I've seen in a while, and I did not expect it to be. Yeah, it it is very funny. I think, and I mean, a lot of the humor comes from the main kid actor, who I need to look up the name. I do. His too. character's name is David. I'm pretty sure. Yep, David um, Anne is the daughter, and then I think the mom is Monica, and Jacob is the dad. But they okay. wait until very late, and it's the Yi family. Why? Why I? I think. Um, they wait a long time in the movie before they say the parents' names. I think. Okay. Uh, uh, Al- Alan Kim is who plays David. I he was like my favorite part of the movie. I think he's I, just this. I was just. Oh, what? Sorry, Holden. This is hard for me when I'm looking at something and I don't see your face, so I can't tell if you're about to talk. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> I was just gonna say, I was. This movie made me think. I'm like, should there be an Oscar for like child performances? Because this kid <laughs> was like a um, like. This kid was one of the best performances I've seen in this like academy window. Yeah, he was. And I I mean, he was just he felt very genuine. He like he was he was like the funniest part. He was adorable, which helps. I mean, that's nothing about his his acting abilities, but he he <laughs> he was just this cute little kid and he you could you could see his frustrations that he had and he had uh, he had some of the more interesting, I think, thematic things where, uh, I mean, he, I, I think, because he's, like, been raised largely in the U.S., and I think a lot of clashing of cultures between his family's uh, South Korean culture and what he's kind of grown up with, I think there's, uh, it's kind of a unique perspective seeing that from a little kid as opposed to maybe, like, a teenager who we might see in a similar type movie. Yeah, and... I, I thought all the performances were really good. Uh, Will Patton is this guy named he plays Paul, who is this I, kind of... Pen, I pen, love Paul. He is like this Pentecostal guy, Pentecostal kind of, I don't know, uh, rugged, you know, impoverished guy who just has this like heart of gold and he's <laughs> just kind of like crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you like love him and he's such a good addition to the the cast um, well and he like when he was first introduced i did not know what to make of him i was like worried he was gonna like not be a good person because i was and i maybe that's just me used to these kinds of movies dealing a lot with like race or whatever but like i was he just seemed like this very religious old white guy who was kind of a little unhinged maybe but he's he's a very nice guy yeah i mean the, there's a lot the, i think the cast has really good chemistry with each other especially alan kim and uh yoon yoo jung it uh, looks like uh, who plays the grandmother who kind of comes along mm-hmm. uh you know about a half hour or so into the movie their chemistry is great you like you said the clash of these cultures these family dynamics um I just, I guess I think I just have a soft spot for movies that make me laugh and, and cry at the same, you know, in the, you know, you know, 30 minutes apart or 10 minutes apart or. Yeah. I, I kind of made note. This is like, I, I mean, this is technically a 2020 movie, so I'll count it as such, but it's, I mean, from the 2020 window, it is one of the funniest and like saddest movies. <laughs> I feel huh. like it, it had both very, very strong emotions in it. Yeah, I I just there I think this is a very 
likable movie too i don't think you have to be really into you don't have to be a cinephile to appreciate it it's a great family movie honestly it's rated mm-hmm. pg-13 but i really only think that's for language i would imagine yeah i think so and it's I mean, it's just kind of and most of that is like in subtitles so i think this is like just if you're you know parents or whatever it's i think it's just a great family movie to see and uh it has the emotional impact it's funny it's in a really enjoyable movie to watch uh we haven't talked anything we haven't said anything about the cinematography or music which i think oh i i wanted to mention the music to me i i mean the music is great i got <laughs> strangely i don't know if you picked this up at all i got a lot of shape of water vibes from the soundtrack you okay there I did not get that. I got there's one part where it's like doo, 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 doo. I'm like that sounds like the I get five on it remix sounds from the Oh Us yeah, trailer. no, I thought that too. I was <laughs> yeah, you're like right. I was like is this the Us music? There's just like one scene where that was in. Um Yeah. I didn't get shape of water vibes from it, I guess. I think from for, I think for me it was, I mean, I love the Shape of Water soundtrack, but I think it, there's some pieces in this that are very ethereal and like it, it sounds almost drowned out, but like in a very purposeful way. And I think that's kind of, that's like the vibe of a lot of the Shape of Water soundtrack. And so I think those are where the comparisons kind of lie. I, yeah. And, and, and I guess it might be, just, I haven't heard the Shape of Water soundtrack since I saw the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah this is a gorgeous movie it really the you you get the whole mood and the vibe of the location uh the the movie's written and directed by uh lee isaac chung um i think he captures that really well the just the setting and this culture and these like the subcultures within the culture and the environments it's just a, a very gorgeous looking movie um that with the the soundtrack or the score complements it so well it is very ethereal very ambient and i think it comes together to make a a, a very good film and it, it this is from the 2020 window huh i didn't mm-hmm. realize that yeah, i think this was at sundance last year actually well i remember seeing a trailer for it like a year ago basically yeah <laughs> um yeah, I, I think it's really good. Well, then anything else you want to mention specifically before we go to spoilers and, or give our ratings? No, I think that's that's pretty much it from non-spoilers. Um, I guess, I mean, I I may have enjoyed this movie even more than Nomadland. Uh, really? I did, I did too, but... Um, so I this is unprecedented, but I, I might have to give this another 10. I mean, I... I, there's a couple things like I think some of the themes maybe are very explicit could have been maybe a little bit left more ambiguous or maybe a little bit more nuanced in there some it maybe came off as a little heavy-handed um I Emily I went to this with Emily at our state theater um which was really fun and she said it felt a little long I think this movie could have been shorter but I really enjoyed the mundane scenes in this movie like they didn't they didn't feel boring they felt interesting like i could have just been a fly on the wall watching this family for so long and been so entertained and and that's where a lot of the the humor and lightheartedness comes from 
to end these relationships that I think do build to an emotional impact later. So I, I just don't think that's enough for me to really peg it. So if I was giving I, it stars, I would give it four out of four stars. So I, I might as well just give it a 10. I think my my really only complaint with it is I would have, I'm like more, I'm intrigued by the sister. I feel like the sister doesn't get enough play in a yes. lot of what happens in this movie. Um, I And I mean, maybe maybe the director writer just didn't find her character as interesting that could be very very well but uh i mean we get so much with all of the other three or i guess four if you count the grandmother we get so much with the other four family members that it just seems like she's kind of shoved to the side um i I wouldn't be surprised if some of her stuff was left on the cutting room floor because it seemed like they had built her up quite a bit with some relationships through the local church that might have mm-hmm. been explored a little bit more, but um, I do agree that she she seemed to not get as much play, and she, it was I would have liked to have seen more from. Her. I did like her relationship with her brother a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought any scene where they were in it together was really cute. Um, but I guess for my my rating, then I'll probably give this um nine or nine and a half. Yeah, I think it is a must watch and yeah. I would I would really hope it at least gets nominated for best picture and yeah. Um, I think it will. I would hope so. Uh because it is fantastic and um better than probably other movies that are going to be nominated. So, uh 2020 apparently I mean Nomadland and Minari, these were two really good ones that we did not get to catch in the year, but uh it's been yeah. fun to watch them this year anyway. Yeah. Um, so hold on, on to spoilers. Yes. Okay, spoilers for Minari. Um, I don't know, what do you want to talk about first? One thing that stood out to me, there is a cut to a close-up that I cannot recall a more impactful time that a movie is cut to a close-up for me that that i just that stood out to me and i was like wow that was super which effective. part um it was the scene where um jacob the father had been working in the fields really hard all day so he couldn't lift his arms over his his head and so he had to lay, sit in the bathtub and have monica uh wash wash his hair and she's washing his hair and they're talking and just about the farm, this decision. And he says, when he says, um, if this doesn't work out, like, it's fine. You can take the kids, you can do whatever you want. And then it cuts to her face. And she doesn't say anything. Oh, Um, Han uh, Yari, who plays the mom, she doesn't say anything, but her, you could just, the, the way she acts with her face tells you way more than any words could. And I love that nuance. And mm-hmm. and then the rest of the scene plays out, I think, in just close-ups between them and just the, the facial acting and that direction, I thought, was so, so well done um, that I it was one of those things that just pulled me out of the, the moment in a good way, in a really good way. So uh, that that's a moment that stood to me you know, just from a filmmaking standpoint. Uh, otherwise, I just the grandma and... <laughs> Grandma and David. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a penis, it's a ding dong. <laughs> yeah, that, that, ding that dong close. broken. 
That was really funny. I love um, it when she's just smoking them at cards, <laughs> swearing at them. Her, I, I love them convincing her that Mountain Dew is is from the actually from the mountains and everything. <laughs> Go give me some mountain water, and then he has her drink his pee. And <laughs> how does pee I, taste? Uh, I made note that I was like, finally, a movie that directly compares Mountain Dew to piss. <laughs> <laughs> that your letterbox review five out of five four out of four whatever letterboxes um yeah i just i agree the this uh, sister the daughter felt a little bit underplayed i did love there were a couple great lines in it and just like i loved it when david's spending the night with the the other boy and they wake up and the, the dad's like making breakfast for them and he's like Hey, you tell your mother that I was here all night last night or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) What a great dad and all that. um, The, I'm just trying to think of other, just like ding dong broken. Yeah, it's Um, funny. Um, I've been seeing a lot of things that are like, people need to make the Minari wonderful song, best pick or best original song. mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That was a really touching moment when she's singing that. And, yeah. Um. Uh, I will say, oh, for the spoilers, for the, the trailer, it shows the, like, the shed burning down. Oh. <laughs> and then, like, so I was like, well, I know that's going to happen. The, the trailer editors are like, all right, we need to make something exciting happen, like, visually exciting happen in this trailer. So let's just do the, the climax of the film. <laughs> Which is like, ah, but it, which it's not though. Like it's like you think. So I was expecting that to be. I mean, at, at first I was expecting it to kind of happen early, maybe end of first act. Like here's the setback or end of second act. Mm-hmm. But it is. I'm like, oh well. No, it's once it ended the second act and it hadn't happened yet. I was like, well, this is gonna be the climax now. But it, I mean, it is, but it isn't because the real climax is when David is running after the grandma to not leave. Um, which oh that I started tearing up when that yeah. was happening. Um, that was I felt I felt bad for the grandma and um just their relationship and grandma you can't go and all that and I was like oh my gosh and he's running and he's so cute yeah because his heart's better now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well I I do think I really like how it did like when things worked out like how the dad had already gone past the point of no return mm-hmm. in terms of just like basically if I'm not going to leave this farm even if it means I have to sp- split up with my family and then when it turns out oh they don't have to leave and they can stay together it's like well you showed your true nature yeah I and like that and the mom was just calling him out and just being like, hey, man, if you're not going to stick with us in the good times or stick with us in the bad times, you don't get to be with us in the good times. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just like, boom, exposed. Um, I, I thought that was impactful. And yeah, yeah I just oh, I we got we got to talk about Paul more. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Paul. Paul. Yeah, he was. Uh, he might have been my favorite. Like as much as I love David, David, I might have. I mean, Paul was in it far less. But every time he was on screen, I was just like in love with him because he's like he's so nice. He's so just like genuinely the sweetest guy. He's very 
odd. <laughs> he's very like, um, he, he's very like, he, he's religious. And so he's, he's constantly trying to like, uh, trying to get Jacob to, you know, pray and stuff. And Jacob's very not religious. Um, and so it's, it's just kind of their dynamic. I liked a lot because like Jacob was much, very much like, oh, I'm going to do this by myself. And then Paul's like, well, you, you can't really do it by yourself and all just, I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll and, help you. Cause I'm a nice guy. And Jacob slowly coming to that realization that he's got to trust the, you know, the culture. Yeah. It, it almost has like a reverse imperialism vibe where it's like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to come to your land and I know better than you. Um, but instead of like a, a white, it's like instead of, you know, traditionally white people going into another person's land to do that. It's like this Asian American going into this heavily white based land and thinking, oh, I know better. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you have so much. We have so much to learn from other cultures in the whole like, oh, what do you call the sticks where you like, uh, what do you call those? Oh, sticks the dowsing rods. Yeah, <laughs> just whoa, oh, I just thought that was funny. You got to use one of these guys. Whoa, oh, <laughs> that's not good. Where he like dug the well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just like his little like exorcisms that he's doing, or just like he starts speaking in tongues or something. Yeah, <laughs> and you can just see Jacob being like, "Oh my gosh, who is this guy?" <laughs> and how he literally just uh, his church on Sundays is just carrying the cross. Yeah. Down the road I, and. I liked uh, I liked him at the dinner table. He's like, "Oh, I want more of this kimchi stuff." <laughs> <laughs> it's my, oh, don't put that too far away. I like it. it makes my head sweat. <laughs> um, yeah, Paul was great. Uh, excellent, excellent supporting character. Um, yeah, I just I I just thoroughly enjoyed this movie in ways I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. I thought it was just going to be like very well done and very sad. <laughs> but it also had the the heartwarming and and lighthearted moments. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was very lighthearted for a lot of it. And I, I thought it was also kind of. Um, I think a lot of the the troubles that like Jacob and and his wife. I can't remember what the mom's character's name is right Monica. now. But Monica. A lot of their their problems they almost seemed like i mean they were happening the whole time but that whole like conflict seemed to be for a lot of the movie viewed from like the child's perspective where they may not be seeing it all happen like we definitely saw key moments in their conflict but like a lot of the movie is very much like oh it's it's dave and he's he's running around having a fun time and he's all his parents are want to go to church and stuff like that oh yeah and i think i mean it it's just like that unspoken tension yeah that is really effective the end that i like you did say one of the i mean early in the movie when they're making the paper airplanes that say like stop fight and and the daughter's like write it big oh man that like that was like hard to like i i started getting emotional right then i mean they didn't even hadn't even established the characters yeah <laughs> um so yeah i just thought such a such a great movie that tugs at your heartstrings and makes you laugh, makes you cry. It's a must watch, and I think I would definitely rewatch this movie. Yeah, I would too. I've I've uh, seen people online say that this is enhanced by subsequent viewings, even. So I'd be curious to see how true that is. Yeah. Also, so, uh, the 
Oh, the, I was going to say the grandmother, like, <laughs> when she's playing cards and gets like, is like, you bastards. Like, I beat y'all. <laughs> I like I like her quote where she's like, oh, well, you got to start him young so he can beat all the other <laughs> all the others. <laughs> um, yeah, just all all everything the grandma said. And the moment when she's like, oh, you lifted that drawer. You're so strong. And when they're talking well, about heaven and, and all that and. And I, uh, I mean, I briefly, I mentioned it in non-spoilers, but like I, her, I mean, the, a lot of the conflict with David and her is like David has been raised in this American society where grandmothers are like, they are very uh, motherly and very spoil. warm. Spoil. What? They spoil the grandkids, right? Yeah, they spoil the grandkids. Uh, and so then you have this uh, this grandmother who comes from Korea. And I mean, I guess I don't know how accurate this grandmother is to a traditional Korean family, but she's very much just like still a still a very like trying to be her own person and just does whatever she feels like. And she's like, oh, I'm I mean, she's at the point in her life where she can pretty much do whatever. And she instead of taking it for like a spoil the grandkids route, she's like, oh, I'm just going to sit around and do nothing all day. <laughs> And she does do something. She has yeah. like brings the gifts and stuff. So yeah, she has spoiled them a little bit. But she's like she swears she does not. She doesn't cook at all. Yeah, yeah. You're not a real grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's just fun to watch. And their whole little that little Minari garden or I don't know garden for lack of a better term that they call it their little cove that they have there along the yeah. river. So I just like that location. It just was aesthetically oh, yeah, it's pleasing pretty. and peaceful. I didn't know what Minari was before watching this movie, but now I want to try it in some stuff. Yeah. I'm intrigued because they say it grows like a weed and can just basically grow anywhere, and it's apparently really good. Yeah. Anything else, Holden, or shall we move on? No, I think that's that's it for me. All right. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Okay, as I as I hinted at before, I did watch Man of Steel. Because last week I said I hadn't watched that or Batman v Superman. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to ramp up and watch both of these before the Snyder Cut comes out. Are you going to so watch the Ultimate Edition? That's uh, the only Batman one that's on HBO Max, so I guess so. <laughs> I feel like I, I haven't seen it since it came out, so I feel like maybe I should rewatch it. But then again, I'm like, eh. <laughs> Man of Steel was pretty bad. <laughs> I, uh, I, it's okay. So everyone loves to complain about the end, like third or whatever. And I was surprised at just how little of the destruction that happens in that last third is actually due to Superman fighting Zod. Because I was under the impression that, like, they're basically fighting for, like, the last third of the movie and they're just crashing into buildings. But it's actually, like, it's actually just, like, military blowing up the buildings of Metropolis trying to kill, like, the invaders and stuff. And a lot of it isn't even Superman. <laughs> so it's even more boring because it's not even, like, characters we care about. Um, It is it is pretty... That, that last third is pretty boring. And I, I, I was, like, when when they're like basically destroying Smallville and they're fighting in Smallville, I'm like, why is a town called Smallville that's like supposed to be idyllic small town America? Why does it have an IHOP and a Sears? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but um, yeah, it was just, it was boring for most of it. I think, 
I think Henry Cavill's a good actor, but at least in Man of Steel, he's just not a very interesting Superman. And Amy Adams was, everyone was boring. Everyone who's like, there's good actors in this, but they're just not, they have nothing to work with. And I think a lot of them <laughs> don't care. I'm not convinced that Henry Cavill's a good actor, but I do think he's a very likable person. So yeah, okay, that's probably him be in things. It's probably like a Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just that. I, it, yeah, I I didn't like it very much. But now I'll have to watch Batman v Superman, and I don't know if I'll like that more or less. I feel like I'll have to like it more because it's got like it's got Batman. It's got more things I enjoy in it. Like. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I just remember enjoying Batman v Superman, even though I thought it wasn't very good. So, okay. Uh, other big movie I watched this week. Well, I did watch Sound of Music last night, which is like the first time I'd seen it since I was like five. Um, I just I we, <laughs> uh, I was hanging out with Mariah and we just came back to my apartment and uh, Becky was like at the very beginning and we sat down and watched it and it's like three hours long. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, it's it's a long movie and Christopher Plummer is great. He 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 changed so much as he aged. Like, cause I knew he was in the movie, but I kind of forgot he was like the male lead until like maybe thirty minutes into the movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's Christopher Plummer. He's also a very good singer. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it's a it's a good movie, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> then the other movie I watched was I because it's leaving HBO Max. I watched Chinatown. Oh, I um, still haven't seen it. Yeah. Is that one of those movies that's good, but not very fun to watch? <laughs> yeah. Kind of, well, I think it depends on like what you like, because I. I don't like like actual noir films that much. They're just not my thing. I think like they all like they they can be very interesting, but I think they all have like so many of the same elements. Like ev- like as, even as a genre, like I feel like film noir shares way more elements than like something like say uh I don't know, a historical epic might or something like that. I don't know. But um like film noir they all they all have all these very similar elements and so i just don't like find cliches. them that interesting to, yeah clichés i guess that makes them like predictable yeah and uh, chinatown is not predictable because i think the last like 20 25% of this movie is incredibly engaging i kind of went from being like whatever on the movie to like oh yeah this movie's like i get it and I mean, I understand the hype for the movie throughout. You got like Jack Nicholson being great, Faye Dunaway being great and everything. But it's it's just not my movie. Not for me. Um, yeah, I'd, I hadn't watched actually that many movies this week compared to many weeks. So that's probably about it. I've been watching the same stuff I have been watching. So Twin Peaks and Teen Titans slowly through those. Um, still playing Bioshock. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, kind of speaking of really good movies that just aren't for you, I watched uh, Chloe Chow's other movie, uh, The Rider, or mm. one of her other films, The Rider, that takes place in South Dakota. West River, it's about this horse rider, rodeo guy, who, like, at the beginning, you find out that he's sustained this very severe head injury, 
and like his whole life is defined by his rodeo career and he really doesn't have anything outside of that and it's just kind of him coping with this while he has a sister who's kind of special needs who he kind of looks after his dad is like a like a bum a little mm-hmm. bit or can hardly gets by um so it's just kind of this him dealing with this and it it brings up some really interesting questions and ethical questions that that are good for like having a conversation about but it's very very meditative it's just very kind of plotting it's this kind of subculture that i am not super interested in because i'm not a huge rodeo kind of cowboy guy you're not i'm not (laughs) i'm a city slicker holden um I think if you are into it, it's worth watching. It's on Tubo TV, which it was free. I think I'd rather have just paid to watch it because there were ads literally every 10 minutes. And they were like, that's two what minutes. I watched uh, on Valentine's Day. I watched Across the Universe on that. Although I actually, the ads weren't too bad on that one. It was every 10 minutes for like two minutes. And it'd be like in the middle of like a emotional scene or something. <laughs> And I was like, eh, this was pro- I'm not going to watch stuff on this anymore. I don't think I'll just pay the $4 to rent it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was really well done. I just didn't uh, enjoy it nearly as much as like her as Nomadland or Minari. But um, it was, yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, that's basically it for me. I can't think of anything else that I, I did outside of that in terms of stuff. I'm not really playing anything or watching anything hold them it's kind of boring i'm sorry yeah must must be pretty boring having a full-time job jimmy and making money and yeah did my taxes yesterday oh you didn't turn on a turn on something in the background during that no 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 i did not hold on i like to be intentional about watching some stuff (laughs) uh but otherwise holden is that all we got for this week? Are you gonna ready to take us home? Yeah, I think so. Um, next week we're doing Raya and the Last Dragon. That snuck uh-huh. up on us. <laughs> is there an additional fee for that one? Yeah, there is, but it's gonna be shown in theaters too. I think. Oh so yeah. So I we'll say we just go that. see it in the theater. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, also, also, apparently, Tom and Jerry is really bad. <laughs> it has like a it has like a twenty nine on Metacritic. <laughs> Um, who could have thought? Who would have thought? Hold on. Uh, who would have thought? We could have um, reviewed that instead of Minari. Yeah, <laughs> we almost did review that instead of Minari. Um, yeah. So uh, you can give us. I, I think. I think in two weeks we'll have a gap week, so we'll probably do Ace Ventura when Nature calls during that week. Uh, but you can give us more requests by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't already, or you can uh, give, send us an email at tompodcast at gmail.com and leave the request in the email, or you can uh, donate to our Patreon and leave the reviews there, or leave the uh, leave the request there. You can also review us on Patreon, I guess, if you want. You don't have to. Um, not a requirement. <laughs> don't review, uh, us on, review us on iTunes yeah uh but yeah then follow us on the social medias and that's it no oh, you're driving me crazy holding that you don't have a script for the end of the show 
<laughs> I love improving it every time. <laughs> I hate it. It, it drives adds a flair of uniqueness to every episode. Oh, I'm sorry, listeners. It drives me insane. I just sit here and you're like, uh, then we um have Facebook and check on Twitter. Like we don't post anything in there, but we have one and then uh then there's gonna be a gap week and I'm just like banging my head <laughs> in the wall while I mute my microphone. <laughs> Someone, uh, if any of you out there has the time and drive to uh, edit together just every time I say uh, on the podcast, you should go through every uh, single episode uh, we've uh, listened uh, to uh, and uh, do uh, it. Uh, and then yeah. like remix it to like a, a, a song. Yeah. What song should you remix it to, Holden? Uh, All Star by Smash Mouth. <laughs> uh, uh. There you go. There's your, there's your first part. Get going, Teague. Expect an, expect an edit of that next week. You got seven days. All right. Adios, pantalones. Love you.